are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk about the start of charity season of The Bachelor at and why they've got pushed back an hour. We're also going to talk about an L.A. Times story written yesterday on the franchise and all the things going on behind the scenes. And I'm also going to finally get to that Blake Horseman story that broke at the end of last week in regards to the show suing him and being awarded $175,000 for him breaking his contract in breach of contract. We're going to go over, I'm going to read some of the stuff from it, and we'll uh, get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Love and Pies for a tasty mix of love and drama. Download Love and Pies for free today and check out the Lake Pass event available now through May 7th. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. In case you can't tell, a little bit under the weather. Woke up yesterday with a ragingly sore throat and then moved into congestion by the mid-afternoon, was sniffling a lot, blowing my nose, and uh, did take a COVID test. It was negative. I think this has more to do with the seasonal change. It's starting to get warm out here in Dallas. I was outside for an hour the other day, came back inside to my house, which I keep rather cool, especially once it starts warming up out here. So it happens. Breathing in cold air at night gets your throat all dry and sore and red, and I think that's what it is. So Felt a little weak yesterday, took some DayQuil, then a three-hour nap, then I felt better. Uh, woke up a couple hours ago, and now I'm going to record this, but just wanted to let you know, bear with me uh, on my voice uh, for this particular episode. As you know that June 26th is the premiere date for charity season, and we heard when ABC made that announcement on their Instagram page that it was going to start at 9, 8 central. So East Coast, Central, and West Coast, it doesn't start till 9 o'clock out there. For me, uh, for East Coast Mountain Time and West Coast Pacific Time starts at 9 o'clock. For me, in the Central, starts at 8. So it's 8 to 10. Everyone else, it's 9 to 11. So they pushed it back an hour, and I was like, I wonder why they did that. And I don't know if we got the full answer, but what I do know is Claim to Fame Season 2 is the show that's going to be on before it. So I don't know if they're really pushing this claim to fame show, the one with the Jonas Brothers and a bunch of people that are somehow related to celebrities or the ones that you have to guess. I, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I'm kind of aware of what the show's about. But, yeah, that's going to be the show that airs at 8, 7 Central for an hour leading into Bachelorette starting June 26. So not really sure who makes the decisions over there. Uh I don't know. I don't know how popular Claim to Fame was last season. I know people watched it. I got a couple of emails on it, but it's not like this is must-see TV. So yesterday, the LA Times did, I don't want to call it an expose. It wasn't. It was written by Greg Braxton. He's a senior writer, culture, and representation. And he wrote a, a long piece for the LA Times about the franchise, where it's at after everything that's gone down in the last few days, how they have totally mishandled black contestants, black representation on this show, minority representation on this show, and you know goes over all the things that we've talked about for the year over the years 
The one thing that I didn't know, and maybe it's because I didn't hear this, and I don't know if Michelle talked about it on her podcast, but Michelle Young was basically the reason why the show forced Greer to talk about her defending blackface in tweets from six years ago. Because apparently Michelle threatened to abandon the franchise after... I remember her saying that she was very disappointed that Eric didn't have to address it on his After the Fauna Rose. But when the stuff came out about Greer, Michelle said, you can't keep hurting a community of people in different cultures like this. Otherwise, I'm out, she told producers. It's exhausting. How are you guys going to take accountability? How are you going to move forward? And do you understand that moving forward means repairing? The comments made recently on the Two Black Girls, One Rose podcast signaled the depth of the crisis now facing The Bachelor, which has already been exited by two previous black bachelorettes, Rachel Lindsay and Tasha Adams, and lambasted by its lone bachelor, black bachelor, um, Matt James. When he said, we had the opportunity to have those tough conversations about race, but the show missed the mark. Matt James declined to be interviewed for this L.A. Times piece. Michelle Young declined to be interviewed for this L.A. Times piece, and so did the show. But... It really sounds like Michelle basically gave an ultimatum. If you don't have Greer address this on the After the Final Rose, I'm out. Which means, I guess, she would not be on the podcast anymore, the Bachelor Happy Hour. But it just goes on to talk about just the mishandling of all the 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 bad representation of black contestants on this show now that we're having another one talks about Mike Fleiss leaving the rumblings that we've heard about how he wasn't in favor of having diverse casts and would jump at people who had a different take than him when it come when it came to having more diversity and equity and inclusion on the show and he was just not having part of it even had a story in here. Um, excuse me. Um, oh, by the way, Michelle said on the Two Black Girls, One Rose podcast that when the controversy over uh, Greer's tweet erupted this season, she ordered producers to deal with Greer on air or she would step away. Quote, it was non-negotiable. So that's what she did, which good for her. Good for her to dig her heels in and say, fuck you. If you don't talk about this, I'm out of here. And that, and it would have looked really bad for the franchise to have Rachel Lindsay, Michelle Young, and Tasha Adams, three of your four black bachelorettes, leave the franchise and just be like, I don't want any part of these people anymore. So there was one story in here that, man, I can't find it. Oh, well. But it talked about Fleiss. Now, even though it talked about Fleiss, talked about him not being part of the show anymore, it did address something that I was not aware of. Apparently, an outside agency led by a woman of color has been brought in to lead the process of casting contestants for charity season this year. Well, we already know the cast is already out. So, And another woman of color has been promoted to a lead producer role who will work, who will work directly with charity. So apparently, seemingly working directly with her now. Like, all the show can do at this point is change 
their behavior that pretty much went on for the first 47 seasons of this show. They were horrible in keeping up with the times. Fleiss said that in one of his statements on the way out the door, uh, but it kind of fell on deaf ears once we found out why he was leaving. And we find out some of the things that he allegedly said to people behind the scenes. And, you know, like I said, this is going to become a bigger story and it's going to get worse and worse. And we're going to start hearing more things. I guarantee it. So keep your uh, ears open. And definitely, if you want to check out that piece, I think it's online. I think it's pretty. I think it's free. I don't think you have to pay behind a paywall on the L.A. Times. But the title of the article says the bachelor's crisis over race runs deeper than its creator and it was written yesterday by greg braxton so if you google la times bachelor it's probably the first thing that comes up so i want to talk about something that broke last week end of last week and that's the fact that there was an article written that the nzk productions which is the production company for the bachelor has declared that Blake Horseman was in violation and breached his contract and listed it's an it's a 19 page thing you can find online and it listed all the reasons how he breached his contract and i guess with all of them they decided 170 150,000 for breaching and another 25,000 to add on for something else but in reading all was he seven? Yeah. Seven instances where they say he breached his contract. I'll read these to you. In or about April of 2019, Blake, it says respondent. I'm just going to say Blake's name. Blake participated in an interview on Off the Vine podcast without the prior authorization or approval of the show in violation of the exclusivity provisions of both the Bachelor Agreement and Bachelor in Paradise Agreement. In or about October 2019, Blake entered into a paid social media partnership with the dating site Bumble without the prior authorization or approval of the show. In or about May 2020, Respondent made a social media post improperly disclosing behind-the-scenes information from Season 6 of Bachelor in Paradise in violation of the confidentiality provision of the Paradise Agreement. In or about May 2020, Blake participated in an online event billed as Virtual Bachelor and Other Group Games on the Batch.com website the promotional materials for which improperly used the show's Rose Insignia trademark and and Blake's cast photo for the series. Violation. In or about September 21, Blake appeared as a guest DJ at the Bourbon Street Performance Venue in Marionette Park, Illinois. The promotional materials for which improperly used the name and logo for Bachelor in Paradise. Number six, in or about March of 2022, Blake participated in a tell-all interview on the podcast She's All Batch during which he improperly disclosed behind-the-scenes information, which is in violation of the confidentiality provisions of the show. And the seventh thing that they posted was, Blake hosted at least two episodes of the podcast, Behind the Rose, in which he discussed and recapped various episodes of the series and improperly disclosed series information in violation of the confidentiality provisions. Okay. Seven times, and that's what they're getting him for. Now, I don't know if this means, because it seems like the... the the judge or the courts are in favor of the show. So I don't know if Blake has already paid this or he's going to owe it. I don't know. What I do know is this. That's about as petty as you can get by the show. And it proves what I've been saying for years, 
is that they have their favorites. And do you know, I mean, saying that Blake went on Caitlin's podcast and revealed show secrets, behind-the-scenes stuff, and he went on She's All Batch and said behind-the-scenes stuff, do you know how many people in this franchise have gone on podcasts and shared stuff that was behind the scenes of the show? And they're going to make an example out of Blake? That just goes to show they don't give a shit. I can tell you this. I'm not going to name names. But somebody who came on my podcast four years ago was basically set to attend one of the weddings on this show. And because she came on my podcast and talked about her experience and some behind-the-scenes stuff that happened, she was uninvited to the wedding. And we're talking a girl from a very, very earlier season that basically was uninvited because she talked about something that happened five years earlier. Yet you've got your show favorites. I don't think I need to throw names out. You know exactly who I'm talking about, who can say whatever they want, whenever they want and can go on podcasts and talk about how they were planning their whole storyline and production knew about this, and I was just going on for fun. That doesn't get you in trouble. But Blake talking about how, you know, I don't know what he said on those podcasts. I think it is in in regards to the Kalen storyline, which he had every right to share. But that's what I mean. And it's like, I mean, it sucks for Blake. And in the technical term, did he violate his contract? Yes. But you know what? So have 500 other people in this show. How come they aren't all getting sued? Why are they going after Blake? That's what I mean. It's like these people, I know that that there are contestants on this show that want to stay on the good side. I get it. But I think the show is about as petty as you can get if they're coming after Blake for that stuff. When you have so many people that have done the exact same thing. But they're the goody two-shoes, and they're the ones that you like, and they're the ones that you keep recasting on all your shows. You know? And it sucks for Blake. It does. You can say, well, Steve, he violated his contract. Yeah. So have so many others. The things that you tune into. You know, every time I have a former contestant on or you hear a former contestant on any other show, if they don't spill any tea, what do you say? Oh, well, they didn't really spill anything. So you get mad when they don't spill tea. Then they spill tea and they can get in trouble. It's just like it's a lose-lose for everybody involved. But, yeah, I had that happen to me. Back in, uh, I can't remember what year it was. I'd have to look it. But I, it was definitely pre-pandemic, and I had her on, and after she was on, she got called by the show that said, you are now uninvited to the wedding. And I don't even remember what wedding it was, to be honest with you. It's when they were still televising weddings. Yet her season was probably three or four years before that. It's not like she had just gotten off her season. And I'm like, are you serious? For what you said, you barely said anything. Like, she didn't even, like, I, look, I don't know what examples they're talking about when it comes to Blake 
It was very generic in that writing. But I have an idea. And I'm telling you right now, what my guest did was less than that. And she got uninvited to a wedding. I just, I, I couldn't believe that. I felt bad for her, but, you know, what are you going to do? So that's why they have these contestants go on Bachelor-affiliated podcasts, so the hosts. But even those, I mean, we've heard women from this show get off the show, and men get off the show and go on Bachelor Happy Hour or go on Clickbait or go on the Insufferable Narcissistic Windbags podcast and give some behind-the-scenes dirt like, hey, you didn't see this but this is what really happened. Technically, isn't Zach in violation of his contract because he said on one of the podcasts, yeah, they showed the overnight dates out of order or the last date out of order. Gabby went first, and then it was Katie. Aren't you sharing a show secret? Are they going to sue Zach? Of course not. At least not over that. That's what I mean. This show is so petty. And it doesn't make any sense, and they're making an example out of Blake. The only other time I really heard this was when the whole Luke Pell thing went down. I think he was sued for 125000 and I don't even remember. I don't remember, know even what happened with that. I don't know if he had to pay it or the story just kind of died. But same exact thing. They dinged him for every time he went on a podcast and was sharing stuff that the show did not share. Remember he said on my podcast... It was during hometown dates with Hannah Brown when he took them to. I, actually, I can't, you know what? I'm not going to get into that story because I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to say it wrong. I don't even remember. I I kind of remember it, but no point to paraphrase. But he was sued for 125 thousand, not just because of my podcast. They were saying it was because of others as well. So that's what I mean. It it doesn't make any sense why they go after certain ones and go and and kiss the ass of others, but it's totally unfair. And that's what you have to lay out to people that want to get involved in this franchise. Just be like, hey, just know what you're getting involved in. If you get on anybody's bad side, you can get screwed big time. And Blake is getting hosed here. No question about it. They are making an example out of him when so many of their contestants go on podcasts and share behind the scenes information about the show. My gosh, I've lost track of how many have done it on this show, on She's All Batch. On other podcasts, it's, it happens all the time. So why aren't those people getting sued? See what I mean? It's It sucks for Blake. Um, like I said, I don't know if he still owes it or he's already paid it. But now the promotional stuff, you know, using, uh, you know, trying to make money off his DJ stuff, using the show's likeness or whatever. I mean, that's, I mean, come on. Really? He can't use a rose in one of his pictures promoting a DJ appearance? Come on, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that's how petty they are. No, you can't use a rose. That's just so dumb. I feel bad for the guy. And I haven't heard him address this. I, I doubt he will. Uh, you know, he can't probably, but it's unfortunate. And, you know, you wish the show wouldn't treat their contestants this way. And you wish the show wouldn't have put him in the position where he needed to defend himself based on their horrible edit that they gave him and how everything went down with Kalen and why he decided to speak out and say the things that he did. It's just it makes no sense whatsoever. So unfortunately, that's where we're at with the Blake story. And 
I think you can find the link somewhere online to the the whole the, the court documents regarding this. It happened last month, apparently, but the story just broke at the end of last week. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe and review in Apple Podcasts. Remember, tomorrow we were having three podcasts on Thursday. We're going to have the regular daily roundup, the sports daily and my weekly podcast. You're going to love it with Morgan Willette. What a great conversation I had with her. We talk her breakup. We talk social media influencing. We talk her busy schedule. And of course, we end with some Taylor Swift since she was the one I sold my tickets to so she could go in Nashville on May 7th. So look forward to that conversation tomorrow along with the two other podcasts. So thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.